0: Welcome back to Established, a podcast resource from Chestnut Mountain Church. I'm Jared Cagle alongside Brandon Bridge Farmer. Welcome. We're excited to have you here with us. Listening along. Listening along. Maybe one day you'll be able to see us, you know. Or we'll work on it. I don't know. We probably have more listeners if it's just listening. <laughs> so we'll exactly. stick with that, actually. Never mind. Yeah. Some ideas are good and some, some you are... just leave.
1: Yeah, in the moment you're like, oh.
0: Yeah, I don't like it <laughs> Discernment <laughs> So this week on the podcast We're going to talk about uh, Christology mm. Which is the study of Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ The person and the work of Jesus yes. This is really important Obviously um, You read the first chapter of Colossians yeah. And that could be your homework Go read that And you understand why this is important yeah. Because Christ is all He's in all He's through all yeah. And all things are for Him and by him and mm. uh so this is important right. and uh we can't overestimate it so we wanted to dive into it and talk a little bit about uh, the study of Jesus. So I just want to pose that question to you uh BB about you know who is Jesus. We'll just start there rather simply uh and and let you be complex for a second rather <laughs> simply.
1: Yeah. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Jesus is fully God and yet fully human. So um, as we talked about in the last podcast, the complexity of trying to understand and know God—I feel like this is the one, one of the ideas of God that really throws people for a loop. That mm-hmm. we have a person who is, in one sense, fully God, and in the other sense, fully human, and those aren't opposing. Yeah, um, and they—he is not at any point less God and more man, and no point is he more man and less God. He is. One hundred percent both, yeah um, he is the uh only begotten son he is the um, and the triune God he is God, the son, son of God, and all these weird things, but like he is God, yeah, so he is um, from the beginning, yeah has always existed, and you read that in John one, the word was with God and the word was God, and yeah. the word being. Jesus, Jesus representing Jesus, and um, and so he is not incarnate, which in, incarnation means that he took he put on flesh. God yeah. put on flesh. So in the beginning, in Genesis, we see in the creation narrative, we see Jesus there, and we see him put on flesh in the virgin birth. Yeah. Um, and so, when we think about Jesus, we want to think about Jesus as he is the representation of the Father. Um, he's a representation of God. He is when you see, as David Mathis says, when he is God representing God. Yeah, um, which is cool like that. When you read in the Gospels um, of the what Jesus looked like and what how he acted and what he did, this is us seeing God. Yeah. Um, so when you look at him, when you look at Jesus, you see God.
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, this is really important and uh it's mind blowing but it's very important to understand because this is where one of the greatest theological fallacies of the church mm. has come from but jesus was never created right right he was not created yeah I just want good. to highlight that again yeah, you yeah. said it but he was there in the beginning in the beginning was the word the word was god the word was with god and uh so that's it's important yes he he is fully man yeah but you cannot separate that from him also being fully God. And right. when you do, it's very problematic.
1: Yep. Yep. And so that's where heresies arise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can't remember exactly who said it, but heresies always arise from scripture, which is, Wow. um, but they're never taken outside of like in the Christian context, they, they come from scripture and it's taken out of context. And so, um, if you if you don't read the virgin birth narrative fully in context, you'll see it as Jesus was created and stepped onto the scene for the first time. But he is conceived of the Holy Spirit, yeah, um, born of the Virgin Mary. Like he is, he was not conceived of man. He was conceived of God because he is God. And um, so, he, that's right. Like he has always existed. And so that's another one of those complexities to try to wrap your mind around. Like he has never not existed. Right. He's always been and will always be. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And um and that's good news for us. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in the weeks to come when we get into um the redemption uh, aspect of doctrine and how God redeems us. But like it it must be Jesus had to be fully God for our story to be good news.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So. yeah. And so equally on the other side of that, when Jesus was here in bodily form, right. the people immediately challenged, and we see it throughout scripture, yeah. that he, there's no way that he could be God mm-hmm. because he's in the form of man. right? You know? And so on both sides of that, there's heresy on both sides that we yep. have to be careful of, uh, which is important for us to reemphasize over and over mm-hmm. again. The one hundred percent God mm-hmm. and one hundred percent man, and it—the conjunction is and. The yeah. conjunction is not but. Or, right. you know, it, I don't want you in any way to think that it's divided. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's, and I know it's hard to understand and grasp. And we've we've dealt with this, even you and I, BB, of just yeah. um, digging through the complexity of what. How does that work in our mind? Yeah. But it's important that we do rest in the fact. Yeah that he is both god and man.
1: Yeah, and that's you got to think about it in every part. Where when Jesus is doing miracles, it's not just because he's god doing it. He's still man. He yeah. is 100% man. On the cross, he is no he has not ceased to exist to be god. He is yeah. god. Yeah. And that's massive for us to get. And yeah. um, can you reconcile that fully in your mind and probably ever be like content in it? I don't know, maybe. Um, at the end of the day it's faith but like this is like when you get into the depths of it which some of you probably will never like you don't care to really search through the questions but you're gonna have to wrestle with some of these but at the end of the day it is like I love that you said that it is and he is 100% God and 100% man yeah Um, and never any less than that yeah and just really quick too on that just to kind of
0: underscore the point even more but Think about, I want to talk a little bit about this concept of, of his his humanity and deity in terms of his will, mm. because, and I love that you cover that in the established uh, round table, but it's, for for me, this is a really important part of the doctrine of salvation, right? Because we see Jesus in the garden, yeah. leading up to the garden even, but then especially in the garden and even on the cross, we see his his human will on display, which is important because if, if he's not human in that moment, right. right then he's, because we talk about this all the time, but Jesus didn't have to stay on the cross. He could have come down. He could have ended it right there. He could have yep. snapped his fingers, but the, he had to go all the way mm-hmm. in order to fully and completely pay the price that was due. Yeah. And the beauty of that is the beauty of the gospel. Right. And so to eliminate his will from that uh, takes away from the power of what was actually happening.
1: That's right. And this is the, when you talk about his human attributes, when you talk about the attributes that Jesus possesses, and that's what I love about scripture, it lets us see glimpses of both his deity and of his humanity. Wow, yeah. Um, And the I believe that the gospel writers are doing that on purpose yeah. and God, the Holy spirit is because we need to see that he can relate to us, but that he is bigger than us. And so when we think about the will, I think this is the hardest one to wrap our mind around him. Um, that we see, we see glimpses of a human will. So just a few examples in Matthew in John six thirty eight. it says, I've come down from heaven, not to do my own will, yeah. but the will of him who sent me the father that one will hurt your head if you think really hard about it. Matthew 26:39 says Jesus prays to the Father, not as I will, but as you will. Yeah. And so that's where you start seeing like, but isn't he 100% God? Yes. And these in these passages do not um do not debunk that. Like he is still God, but we are seeing like that he is submitting to the will of the Father, which is still his will. In in one sense, like it's still his will because he is God, but He has come to go fully to the cross and fully pay the sin as the humanity, because a human yeah. had to pay it, but yeah. God had to was the only one that could absorb it. Yeah, and um, yeah, 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 and so um, you get to see an authentic Jesus. Yeah, like He is not. He, that's what I love about the about Christology and when we're studying the person of Jesus. We he's not this superhuman that he is in one sense because he's God but he isn't he didn't just come in and breeze through this and it was no big deal like right. you see him struggling through in the garden especially that is I feel like the most beautiful scripture because we know that Jesus struggled through this we knew that the weight of the cross and the weight of the sin of the world yeah. was going to be significant Yeah, and um, and so that's beautiful news for us as Christians that like This wasn't a breeze. Right. This was it. And then you think about Hebrews, like for the joy set before him. And he he endured the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and for his father. So, I mean, we'll get into that in the Trinity and how that works out, but, um, but that's good news that throughout scripture we see. So when we talk about, when you read in the gospels and it refers to the son of man, they're referring to his humanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so you'll start seeing like when you read that like start looking for what humanity aspects or qualities characteristics is Jesus portraying here because that's good news for us like to yep. know that Jesus was like us um, yeah and he was tempted like us in every way and was and suffered like us and yeah um, that he isn't so removed from us right and yeah
0: so on the same token so you, just to highlight that again because that's great in our Bible study look for that when they say the son of man, right? And then try to understand why they're saying that because it's purposeful. And then other areas they're saying the son of God and that's about his deity. right? And there's a purpose for that too. And so it adds more clarity Mm -hmm. in our Bible study to understand, you know, those attributes of him and how it relates to his humanity and his deity uh, very, very important, and, and just adds another layer. Uh, what I love the most about what you 're sharing is if it, if it wasn 't an endurance struggle you yeah. know if it, if it like the more it took from Jesus only adds to the beauty of mm-hmm. the good news you That's know right. and so if we lessen that and yeah. if it was if it was hard, but you know it wasn 't that hard, you know it, we got to understand that the the penalty brings light Mm -hmm. to the beauty of of the reconciliation, you know? And so a lot of times we want to preach about the grace and we want to overload on the side of love and peace and whatever. But if we never talk about how big of a problem sin actually is
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: was and is to come, (laughs) and the fact that Jesus, God, and man struggled all the way there. Yeah. All the way there. Yeah. And he had a, he had a choice the whole way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, uh, the beauty in that for us yeah, makes it good news.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think about in, um, uh, when Jesus is tempted in the desert by, by the devil, like you see the end of it. Now he, he sustains and endures and comes out victorious from not being tempted. Um, but at the end of it you see that he is tired and hungry yeah and you see his humanity yep now his deity he ne- like that's another we can get into that like i mean another time but like i heard it said that the one that endures the temptation to the end is the one that has suffered the most temptation or yeah. has felt the the full weight of temptation because they they never gave in mm. and um and Jesus endured that so like that's where hebrews becomes so encouraging that he is been tempted like us in every way. Yeah. And so he knows. He he empathizes and sympathizes with us because he knows. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's so when you read scripture that mindset, like God isn't looking down at heaven, like perplexed at why we're why we're struggling with what we're struggling mm-hmm. with. Or like God, you have no idea what's going on. No, he does know. Yeah. And he's he's done it so that we would have a way out. Yeah. And um It's
0: awesome. It's good. So when we talk about uh, topics this big and broad. Uh, a lot of times we hear this question from people: "How does this affect my life?" Mm. You know, we we have a hunger for. Okay, we've been in the clouds for about fifteen minutes, and <clears throat> but now I need you to be more practical. I need you to to meet me down here. And so, in an attempt to do that, of course, uh, you and I could operate in the clouds for a long time. Yeah. You know, in the higher things, but uh it is important for us to ask this question how does this affect what does this mean for us right, right. how does this really affect our day-to-day life so i want to pose that to you that question
1: yeah um i mean it affects everything um and and that's where we have to see is like who jesus is when you th- when jesus proposed the question to his disciples um who who do they say i am and they you know they name off um, all these different things. You're a prophet. You're these kind of things. Um, you're Elijah, um, and then he says, "But who do you say I am?" That's the most important question for us to answer. Mm-hmm. When we think about God's most, what we think comes to mind is most important about us, but how we answer the question, "Who do you say Jesus is?" Yeah, life and death, eternal, eternality, her, your eternal life. Yeah. weighs in the balance, and so. um, but practically, how that rep- like, when you look to Jesus, He is the example of how to live. Yeah, He is the representation of what obedience looks like. Um, but I, I, one, I would like to talk about, and we've kind of talked about it throughout. Is like we know we can when we look at Jesus, we can see that He knows and meets our needs. Yes, like that He isn't in heaven um, perplexed at our struggles and has, and He's not up there. With the Trinity trying to figure out how to solve our problems like he knows. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I think of Hebrews 4, um, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then hold with confidence and draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in yeah the time of need like yeah we have confidence because we we've seen in the gospels that Jesus was tempted that he did not sin we see that he that he heals the sick and he and that he he raises the dead he meets miraculous things he meets our spiritual needs yeah he's not just like doing physical healing like he's right. meeting he's forgiving sins we see yeah. him endure all the weight of our sin on the cross and then come out victorious yeah when he walks out of the grave And so we can draw, like I love that, we can draw with confidence near to His throne. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't even matter how mad we are, God, and how frustrated we are, because God's big enough to handle that. And we can draw with confidence near to Him, and He'll meet our needs. Yeah. And that's important, our needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Um, not our wants, right. but our needs. Right. <clears throat> and so like sometimes we have questions that we want answered, but we don't need them answered. Right, right. And, but Jesus is going to meet our, our needs.
0: Right, and that's huge because yeah. we – here's here's a distinction that I want to make, and this is Jared talking, uh, but in terms of like I don't have the Bible to show you this, but I'm sure <laughs> if we – you know what I'm saying? Just let me – just oblige me. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. <laughs> is – If he's not meeting a need that you've been asking him to meet, Mm. it's because it's not a need. If if there is a need, and, and here's another thing. If he does meet a physical need of yours, it's because it is truly and deeply your spiritual need.
1: That's good. Because
0: God cares the most about the heart always. God cares the most about our spiritual needs, our deepest needs. He's, he's, yes, he does heal the sick. Yes, he does give sight to the blind. Yes, he does do these things physically that we're constantly asking him to do. But you can trust that he's doing that for a greater purpose. The purpose is never just to give you sight so that you can See The purpose is to give you sight so that you can mm. spiritually be alive and you can go and raise other people to life mm-hmm. by the power of, of Jesus. And so that's good. just for me in my life, that's been a huge uh, distinction because at, we're constantly going to God in petition, which is not a bad thing. We're constantly asking him to show us more, to meet our needs, to give us. And so when we hear that Christ is here to meet your needs, mm. um, oftentimes we're like, yeah, but he hadn't really done that, you mm-hmm. know, because I've been asking for this for years. And for me, when I came to a place where I realized his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. He knows what I need
1: mm-hmm.
0: way more than I know. Uh, that changes the game.
1: Yeah. And he's promised to give us today yeah. what we need. Good. Um, uh, you think of the story in Exodus with manna. Like he, yeah, good. Do not, do not store it up. Yeah. Because um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide today. Oh, that's good. And that's hard because we don't live in a society where that's a mindset that he's going to, um, that we want it instant. We live in the drive-through Instagram mentality where we just get instant gratification, but Jesus is going to give us what we need today that might just sustain us until he does the miraculously Good. And um, good. so <laughs> meet our needs yeah. in the moment. It's good. It's good. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it for you.
0: That's right. He exists. For the one. <laughs> and the 99. I mean, he loves every <laughs>